because you're mid and we know it it's the mid podcast your podcast for random shit geek stuff and wrestling you can listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast apple spotify or google you can follow us on twitter and youtube at the mid podcast you can also support the podcast by becoming a patreon go to patreon.com forward slash the mid podcast and pick you out a tier that fits you you can also rep the show by getting you some mid podcast gear by going to the midpodcast.com and getting you some mid podcast merchandise we have sweatshirts t-shirts stickers and much more i am one of your hosts Catherine, here with my handsome co-host brendan hello brendan it's time to get mid with what Ring of Honor. No! Impact. No. Marvel. We got no, Marvel we're stuff do that tomorrow. Oh. Uh, we're going to do that random shit tomorrow. F1. Fuck no! NASCAR. <laughs> no. I got it. WWE. Absolutely. Because it is the best wrestling promotion ever on this fucking earth. Wait, no, that's not it either. I could tell the sarcasm. It has an E and W in it. I just forgot the first letter. You can't read my background. Can't see my shirt. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I'm... FTR. And they work for the company. It's not like I ain't repping the company. Uh, AEW. Yay, finally! <laughs> you small pea brain got it. No, I was being sarcastic. I know you were being sarcastic because you get your sarcasm from your mother. Anyways, wrestling news. We got a lot of it. Oh, yeah, we got lots of wrestling news we need to go over. So, where should we start? Let's start with good news. Can we start with good news? Claudio, Ring of Honor champion. No, we're not talking about that. <laughs> That's good news. That we're not. We will do a special Ring of Honor pay per view review sometime this week. Sometime. Uh, Kenny coming back. Good news. The Omega Man is coming back. Very excited. Can't fuck. Yeah, it, kind, it kind of made my panties wet. Anyways. So when do you think he's going to show up? All out. Think he's going to show up at the pay-per-view or maybe the Wednesday before the pay-per-view? All out. You know what I would do? Like three weeks before all out, I would start sending Don Callis out. Yeah. Yeah. Just start prepping everybody for the return of the Omega Man. Some more That's good like news. He is Omega Man in his pants. Some more good news. Daniel Bryan's cleared the wrestle again. Yes, and he will be wrestling on Dynamite Wednesday. Against Daniel Garcia. Oh, Sammy Guevara sent out a tweet today saying that he could beat Brian Danielson. 
Yeah. I kind of replied to his tweet and said, Sammy, you can't even beat your own meat. How are you going to beat Brian Danielson? Oh, God. Anyways, moving on. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for Kenny Omega's return? A thousand. Don't think that was on the scale, but okay. I put it on the scale. Okay, Mr. Producer, do what you want. (laughs) Okay, our next big, big, big news, which set the wrestling world on fire Friday, was the announcement of one Vincent Kennedy McMahon retiring. Good good riddance, I won't miss you. So I was having dinner with your Nana, and I was like scrolling through my Twitter because I had finished eating and she was still working on her food. And it come across my Twitter feed, and I was like, hell just froze over. And she said, what? I said, hell just froze over. I said, I got to call Brendan. And I tried to call your punk ass, but you didn't answer. I was probably asleep. And then I tried to explain to her. I said, I said, Vince McMahon just retired. So, of course, then I have to explain who he is, what it is to your Nana. Because, you know, your Nana's in her own little world. And then I think I called your dad. And he was, like, kind of out of it. I think he might have been asleep. Yeah. And I'm like, I have no fucking body to talk to about this. Y'all all suck and can kiss my ass. Could have talked to Uncle Red about it. What did you flip me off for? That's like talking to a damn brick wall. No, it's not. Anyways, moving on. Uh, all I have to so say is... Do you is think that... he's gone for good? God, no. Fuck no. You know he's gonna be pulling the strings from his couch. While whacking off. No, he's gonna be pulling the strings from his couch while paying people to suck his dick. Well, damn. Fuck Vince. He's a Hey, you know what? What? I would do that to TK for free. <laughs> Fuck Vince McMahon. He's I'm glad he's gone, but I don't think nothing's going to change. I think he falls in the Michael Jackson category. And by that, I mean, when all these allegations came out about Michael Jackson and young kids, it was hard for people to separate the two, meaning Michael Jackson, the artist, versus Michael Jackson, the person. And I think that's the same problem Vince is going to have. Because you cannot discredit what he's done for the wrestling world mm. no you can and i will well you're just a little prick but it's okay no steroid era i mean he wanted bigger men 
big meaty men slapping meat in the middle of the ring. Give it to me all day long. Saying the N-word on live TV? I'm not talking about, like, creative. I'm talking about... No, I'm just going through that. I, I think mean, he, he is a scum of a human me. being. He is a scum of a human being. I'm not denying that. No, there is and the no... shit he did it is, like, morally wrong. The character... But, I mean, he, he did put wrestling in mainstream where people started actually caring about wrestling before then before Vince if you were a wrestling fan you really only cared about whatever promotion was in your area or like whatever came on tv so like when I was little I would watch NWA because that's what your uncle read and your great-grandfather would watch when I would be over there when I was smaller So you have to give him credit for that. No. I'm not giving him credit for Jack Chip because there is no difference between Vince McMahon, the character, and Vince McMahon, the person outside of the WWE. And opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. And Vince McMahon is just a terrible fucking human being. I'm not arguing that point. So fuck him. I'm glad he's gone. But no, I don't want to fuck to him. He's, he's not the owner I want to fuck. I mean, he would pay you. You just wouldn't have to say anything about it. <laughs> I prefer my penises to be younger. Anyway, we're not getting into this conversation. We're moving on. <laughs> 77 years old penis. 39-year-old penis is better. We're moving on. You brought it up. So my next question pertaining to the Vince retiring, how long before we see changes in WWE, you think? Never. Never. Really? Never. I don't know. I think we'll see some not major changes like there needs to be. I don't know. I haven't I haven't decided if I think Stephanie is like her dad or not. When it comes to like business and shit like that. So I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt with Triple H being back in charge of talent relations. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say probably after SummerSlam, you might start seeing gradual changes. Well, Triple H should be the head of the fucking business. Well, no. Stephanie should be head of the business. Triple H needs to be head of creative. Or if he doesn't want to be head of creative, put Sean, hire Road Dog back. I mean, there's other people there that are better creative than fucking Bruce Pritchard. Okay, I'll Undertaker back and have him be head of creative. I saw somebody say this the other day. You let Stephanie and Nick Khan do the business side of the WWE. Yeah. You let Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Paul Heyman (gasps) 
Oh, let please let Paul Heyman take over creative. You let oh, those guys so take good. over creative? You make it TV 14? Or you get whatever it is going That wasn't a WWE decision, evidently. That was a USA Network decision. Oh, damn. Yeah, that wasn't a WWE decision. That was a USA Network decision. So evidently, they're seeing what TBS and TNT is letting AEW do. And they're like, yeah, y'all gonna have to get out of this PG shit. Yikes, because if they don't, they might not have a TV deal when USA's up. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I want to watch a fucking variety show, I'll go on YouTube and watch the Carol Burnett show. If I want to watch uh, people... And I know you don't know what that is, because it I is don't. like way before your time. If I want to watch people yell at each other the whole time, I'll watch The Real Housewives of Atlanta. I love The Real Housewives! Beverly Hills, Orange County, New York, Miami, Atlanta. What's the other one? Oh, they got a new one. It's The Real Housewives of Dubai. That's on the Peacocks. It's on the Peacocks and the Bravo. Anyways, we're talking about wrestling, but um, no, nothing will change. Vince will call the shots from his house. He's just stepping out of the position. It's all it is. Also, do you think there's something bigger coming down the pipeline for him to retire? For it coming out of blue? Oh, yeah. I think Somebody said something, and then that got some more people to say something, and now it's just a train of people saying stuff about Vince McMahon. Well, I know Real HBO Real Sports is doing a segment on it, and they are looking to find people that will be willing to talk about it. So I'm just wondering... If there's something else coming down the pipeline. But yeah, I think there is. How far out it is, I don't know. And WWE wanted to get ahead of it and be like, dude, we don't need no more bad publicity. I need you gone. Uh-huh. Because early last week, there was a rumor going around that Wall Street Journal has another article on Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah, they, the two reporters that started this were on Busted Open last Monday and said they had more information, and they were still investigating, and there would be another story coming out. So it's just a matter of when they get their investigation done and how they write it. But from the sounds of it, this is going to be the biggest one. Yeah. I can't wait to read it. Anyways, what's next? What's next? Well, should we talk about what's next? Or wait for our next podcast? 
And let's talk about the octopus man. Jonathan Gresham. Jonathan Gresham. Your former Ring of Honor world champion. Thought it would be a good idea to go into the boss's office and cuss him out. And apparently it was over the lack of communication, which turns out to be false. And it was over creative. I get it, you not liking your character or the way you're doing your character. Well, from what I've read so far, like I have been off my phone for like four hours because I went to a, a pool party today. So I wasn't on my phone because I don't want to get it wet. So I had put it away. I come home, sit down, go eat my dinner. I'm like, what the fuck? Everybody is talking about Jonathan Gresham cussing out Tony Khan. Oh, hell, who cussed out my man? Whose ass am I going to kick for cussing out my man? <laughs> so evidently, he didn't like the fact that TK wanted him to turn heel for a long-term storytelling idea. And some people said he had already made up his mind he was going to go in there hostile toward Tony Cotton. I get it. You're upset about it, but you don't want to go in there hostile. It's like, hey, I don't like the idea of me being a heel right now. So can we, like, push it back some until I get a better understanding of it or just whatever. Not going there guns blazing causing all hell. I'm gonna steal a Michael Cole line that's very unprofessional. (laughs) Thank you Michael Cole. I agree with that statement. You can have differences, and you can be civil discussing differences. But evidently, in today's society, you can't do that no more. People just don't know what civility is anymore. Well, we're not having a conversation about that. We're talking about wrestling. So, that's the I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And I think a lot of it is his wife is in his ear. Yeah. Yeah. She says some pretty crazy shit. But anyways, that's a conversation for another day. So, If you are Tony Khan, what do you do with him? Do you grant him his release? Or do you be an asshole and be like, you signed a contract. I'm going to hold you to that contract. I will pay your ass to sit at home. Well, my thing is, WWE won't want him. The only place he really, I could see him going is Impact since his wife works there. Mm -hmm. And if he goes to Impact, he's not going to challenge for the Impact World title. I have no interest in seeing him wrestle Josh Alexander. So no, Josh Alexander really, will kick his ass. 
the only title really for him to go after in Impact would be the X Division title. Which I think, what, Speedball Mike Bailey has that right now. Yeah. But it's just one of those things that you could have had a discussion about and it's like, if you guys disagree, okay, that's fine, but you don't have to go in there arguing about it. It's like, hey, Tony, I don't like the idea of being a heel right now, but I'm not opposed to it in the future, depending on what way Ring of Honor goes. He wanted to carry the flag for Ring of Honor, and now he's not going to. But not many people know who he is if they didn't follow ring of honor exactly so and so with 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 him trying with tony khan trying to restart ring of honor you're gonna need name i don't want to say name brand you're going to have to have big names that people have heard before exactly Like like a claudio who used to be cesaro and if I know it won't happen, but if just somehow here, like the new WWE fans, say they're going back and watching all the old stuff, right? And they see Cesaro. Then they go on to Twitter and they see some dude named Claudio who looks like Cesaro, put two and two together, like, oh shit, there he is. I'm going to go check this out. If they like it, they like it. If not, they don't. Oh well, they tried. But yeah, I'm sure there could have been a compromise if he hadn't went in there with guns a blazing. And the plan was for Grisham to win that match. That's what I heard that going into this match, Jonathan Grisham would have won the title. Well, yeah, piss the boss off, lose your belt. So, and it sucks for Claudio, dude. It really does. You finally win a world championship, and then the dude who loses it decides to make it about himself. Yeah, that does suck. But can I say, Claudio's music always makes me happy, and I so want that for my ringtone. Oh, I love what they named it. The Uppercut Symphony. Yeah, I need to figure out where I can get it and how I can make it my ringtone. But yeah. Because right now my ringtone is one Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I think you should change it to Cult of Personality. Oh no. I was actually listening to that song earlier today, along with Tarzan Boy. Change it to Adam Coles. Adam Cole, baby. Or at least change mine to Adam Coles. Yours is Spider Man. Change it to Adam Coles, please. Oh, okay. Well you had changed it to Spider Man when you were visiting. I changed mine on your Nana's phone to to Maxwell. So when I call her and she's out in public, all of a sudden her phone goes, I'm better than you and you know it. Anywho, is there any more wrestling news? I'm trying to think. There was something else. I don't think it was that important. It was just something I wanted to talk about, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, I hear Josh 
Josh Woods got signed to ROH. I guess I didn't see that. I think I've seen that. I may or may not have bought an ROH t-shirt last night. Anyways. And are we on you the shirt? We covered the big three news articles from this week. Mm-hmm. The rest just really didn't matter because it wasn't as important as those three. Yeah. So... I think it's time to get into Dynamite. I uh, will say, though, if, if you're a wrestling fan and you're a fan of Will Ospreay, you really need to go see his Twitter account and hit... In his comments on uh, Lance Archer. Anyways, Dynamite. Dynamite. And since we didn't cover last week, we're going back to July 13th. And we're going to start with Fighter Fest Week 1. Okay. Because somebody, every time I'd ask them to record, I didn't want to. I gotta do this. I'm sleeping. Well. I was sleeping. I am taking applications for a new podcast host and producer. Please email the podcast with the number four, the midpodcast at gmail.com and submit your application. Uh, I have all of the stuff, the upload, the stuff to the account. So, yeah. I have it all written down too, dipshit, remember? No, you don't. In case you forgot, dipshit. No, you don't. So anyway, let's get into Dynamite. So, our first match for Fighter Fest Week 1, we had Orange Cassidy and Wardlow. And it was for the TNT title, which is held by Wardlow. Um, I put, that belt looks good on Wardlow. Someone in the crowd had a sign and said, curse me, daddy. It wasn't me, I promise. No, as soon as I seen that sign, I thought it was our good friend Emmy because she happened to be in Savannah at the time where Dynamite was taking place. <laughs> and she would refer to uh, Oscar Isaacs in Moon Knight as daddy. So I told I told Brandon and Clinton, I was like, I found Emmy. She's at Dynamite. <laughs> and this is a person that hates sports. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but I love that sign. Yeah, that sign's amazing. I'm going to take me a sign like that next time I go to an AEW event. But it's going to be something else. No, 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 no. So anyway, into the match. We see Wardlow tears the pockets out of Orange Cassidy's jeans. Weren't strong enough pockets. I mean, he can come check out my pocket and see how strong it is. Then Wardlow does a cartwheel. I mean, for a big man, he did a really good cartwheel. 
was a very nice cartwheel. And then the ref kicks Trent and Chuck Taylor out. They pulled out a fucking chainsaw. Yeah, Chuck didn't get to use the chainsaw. That's not good. This is not Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is not All Elite Wrestling Massacre. Yeah, it is. Which, that should be a special dynamite. All Elite Wrestling Massacre? Yeah. Well, why, why don't you send that as a tweet to the big man and see what, what he has to say? Maybe I will. He listens to the fans, he says. And do it from the podcast account, too. <laughs> Moving on. Then we see Orange Cassidy trying to bait Wardlow in. And then Wardlow pulls out Danhausen from underneath the ring. And Danhausen, who normally would curse someone, decides he's not going to curse Wardlow because it would not be in Danhausen's best interest. Yeah, you don't want to curse a dude who's two times your size unless you really need to. Then we see Wardlow with a suplex on Orange Cassidy, and he suplexes him so hard, Orange Cassidy goes out of the damn ring. That is a strong, meaty man. That is a hell of a suplex, and I don't want to be suplexed by Wardlow. Oh, Wardlow, come suplex me right inside that queen-size bed in the next bedroom. Come on. Then I put, I could see Wardlow becoming a heel. Not yet. No, I didn't say yet. I just said I can see Wardlow becoming a heel. Yeah. Then we see Orange Cassidy sends Wardlow into the turn belt. We see Orange Cassidy with a DDT gets a one count. Then Wardlow does a a certain person's move, and it's called the F10. Yeah, I don't know who he got that move from, but um, the Beast Incarnate Brock Lesnar. I don't know who that is. Like one of the only good things for WWE, Brock Lesnar. Don't know who that is. Um, but yeah. The Orange Cassidy kicks out. Then we see Wardlow with a power bomb, and Wardlow gets the pin. And he retains his TNT title. Your thoughts on that match? What's a fun match to open it up? But I figured Wardlow was going to win. Yeah. Get off your phone. We're podcasting, bitch. I'm on Twitter. I'm trying to find news, okay? Trying to see what's going on. We've done did our news segment. Okay, well, you know stuff like the happen when we record? Yeah, because some dumb butthole wants to record late at night and not on the nights we were scheduled to record. Anyways, let's continue. So then we get a Chris Jericho promo. I put Jericho comes out looking hot for an old dude. You're too horny. 
Tommy, the suit he had on, he was looking hot for a 50-year-old man. You're too horny. 50-year-old to men down. do not dress like Jericho. You need to calm down. You're getting too horny. And he proceeds to say that he is the living legend. And he is Eddie Kingston's superior. So I have a question for you. Okay. Who is a better, who is better, heel Jericho or heel Christian? Heel Christian by a mile. Like, it's not even close. It's not close at all. Then then Jericho proceeds to tell Eddie that uh, he needs to take care of his chicks. Yeah. That's something I don't don't think he meant like chickens. Yeah, you don't want to say that to Eddie Kingston because he will kill you. And then Jericho announces that at the Barbed Wire Everywhere match, he won't be facing Chris Jericho. He will be facing the pain maker. I mean, I could be making some pain in my bed. God. And proceeds to say it's the final fight in the Jericho Kingston feud. And the crowd begins to chant Eddie. Then we see Eddie Kingston doing a promo in the back. I love Eddie's promos. Yeah. Eddie's promos are amazing. So. um, That leads into a barbed wire death match, which we'll get into a little bit later. But, yeah. thought the promo was pretty decent for it being Jericho. I leave Jericho alone. I've always liked Chris Jericho. I never forget when he showed up in WWE. Anywho. Anyhow, our next match features... Takeshita versus John Moxley in an eliminator match. If Takeshita wins, he gets a shot at the interim AEW title. John Moxley asked for this match, which is why Takeshita was given this match because people were bitching and whining. Why did Takeshita get a match with John Moxley and some motherfuckers who claim to be wrestling journalists? We're bitching. Why does he get a shot at the interim AEW title? He doesn't dipshits. Pay attention. You bitch because you don't know what goes on in AEW because you don't follow people from AEW on Twitter. Uh uh-uh. uh. The boss man. And then you go out and make assumptions. And the first three letters of the word assumption is ASS, which is what you do to yourself. When you make assumptions, you make an ass of yourself. That's why you shouldn't make assumptions. Moving on. That was my little rant. But, uh, oh, I'm trying to get some of this dust off of my thing. Because it's annoying me. You ain't using it so long. It's fucking dusty. 
That's where I keep it at. But, um, yeah. I thought the match was fine. The match was good. I put, I love Takeshka so far. New member of BCC. Nah, not yet. You see Moxley and Takeshka bouncing off each other like freaking basketballs. Moxley with a clothesline. Then Takeshka does a German suplex on the apron. Then Moxley with a high boot to his head. Takeshka is busted open. We see Takeshka with the brain buster gets a two count. Then Mox puts Takeshka in the sleeper and he counters. And then finally Takeshka taps from the chokehold. It was a really good match. I'm really, really enjoying Takeshka. Can see him having a title one day. Yeah, Takeshita is going to be a champion. And hopefully they don't fumble the bag with him. Because Takeshita is amazing. And he's, what, tw- early 20s? Mm-hmm. So, treat him right. Um... Let him... That's what I do to my man. I treat him right. That's why they don't ever leave. Oh, God. You need to stop being so horny. Well, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. You're over the age of 18. Nobody can stop you. Honey, I'm over the age of 18 twice. That's why nobody can stop you. Anywho, can I move yeah. on now? The Takeshita match, very good. Would recommend. Go watch it right now or whenever. Or go watch it after you listen to our podcast. Yeah, that too. Well, then we get a House of Black promo. Then we get Christian Cage promo, Luchasaurus versus Griff Garrison. The Varsity Blondes are already in the ring. Christian drops a promo. Uh, We see Luchasaurus beating the shit out of Griff Garrison. It was pretty much a squash match. Yeah. But Luchasaurus is looking good as a heel. Yeah, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, I hope they keep him. There's some things going on with that that we'll get into a little later. I hope they keep him as a heel for a few months. The next we get a GAS promo with Mike, Garcia, and Angelo. Then we get a Hangman Page promo where we see John Silver and Angels issue a challenge to the House of Black. And then we get Jake Hager versus Claudio. We the people chance started to happen. And I can't be even more happier. I heard that. Now only if Zeb Coulter? Colton? Zeb Coulter? Uh-huh. Zeb something. If he came out, that would have been 
Perfect. Chef's kiss. <laughs> so the bell rings. Claudio goes after Hager. We see Hager with a clothesline. They counter each other's moves. We see Claudio with a 619. I didn't know someone his size could do a 619. It's fucking Claudio. He's the Swiss Superman for a reason. He could do anything. Best line of the mat, I mean, best line of the night was William Regal saying, I just love watching big men knocking the snuff out of each other. I love William Regal. William Regal. Big man can come knock the snuff out of me. Who, William Regal? I mean, William Regal ain't that bad looking for a British dude. Next, we see Hager with some shots to Claudio. Hager gets the two count. We see Claudio springboard off the second rope with an upper elbow to Hager. Claudio begins to swing Hager, then puts him into the Scorpion Deathlock. Then we see Angelo and Menard come down. Hager going for the ankle lock. Claudio kicks. And we see Claudio gets the win. What's Jake Hager's best match in AEW so far? You think? Yeah. I can't remember if I've seen him wrestle by himself maybe once or twice. On AEW, most of the time he's like in a tag match with Jericho. But yeah, it wasn't that bad of a match. I thought it was a great match. Wasn't nothing too special. Because I'm really tired. Then we see Anna J versus Serena D. Even though I'm not a fan of Anna J, I put she's looking good. You can see improvement in her wrestling skills. Yeah. We see Serena has Anna in the arm lock. And we see Deb chops Anna on the rail in front of her parents. Then we see Serena mocking Anna J's dark order. Anna begins to fight back. And then Serena D forces Anna J to tap. And then Mercedes Martinez comes out to save Anna J. And thought the match was all right. Serena D was one of the best women's wrestlers. And as you said, Anna J is improving. So. That's good. I think if they ever did like an intergender match and like had a woman wrestle a guy, I would like to see Serena wrestle Brian Danielson because they're both very technical wrestlers. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. You would get that on impact. Yeah, that's true. Also, how do you feel about every time there's a women's match on Dynamite, it's always in the 930 slot right before the main event? The women are the co-main event. That's cool. But there's a lot of people that bitch about the women being in that 930 slot and be like, yeah, that's the time people go take their piss break before the main event. People are going to bitch about women's wrestling anyways. 
I mean, don't you have like a DVR where you can stop like live TV and go piss and then come back and pick it up and then just fast forward through the commercials? I mean, that's what I do. People aren't that smart, though. Well, yeah, that's true because people were bitching about they're missing the end of AEW because they don't set their DVRs to go over. It's a fucking live event. How do you not know to set your fucking DVR to go over on a live event? That sounds like a personal problem. And so I was like, well, that's too much trouble. I'm like, how is it too much fucking trouble? When I hit the thing to record, it asked me, did I want to set it up to go over because it was a live event and then it gives me an option for like 10 minutes 15 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes yeah and then you just pick which one and for aew i usually set it for i think 10 minutes over yeah because that's about the most that would go over exactly how hard is that very people are fucking idiots well yes so anyway, then we get a Jade promo. I didn't take no notes on it because it's just a Jade promo and her promos are always on fire. And then we get our main event, which is for the AEW Tag Team Championship. And we have Keith Lee and Swerve versus Hobbs and Starks versus super kick party the young bucks and we see brandon cutler is back yay landon butler we like landon butler yes but when we get to the end of discussing this match i have to say something about landon butler so we see uh, Keith Lee and Matt Jackson are going to start the match off. And we see Lee with a jump kick. I didn't know me and his size could do that. Yeah. Keith Lee, athletic as fuck. Oh, for a big man, he's he's very athletic. Then Matt tag, tags in Nick. And Lee tags in Swerve. Both showing off, matching each other's style. Then Matt and Starks. And Swerve. And Matt suplexes them both. That's why I love me some Matt Jackson. And then we see... Also amazing. Hobbs and Lee suplex poor Matt. And then Keith Lee begins taking everybody out. He's like, fuck all of y'all bitches. Yeah. I don't want to piss off Keith Lee. Yeah, I'd rather have him on my side. Yeah. Then we see Ricky Starks taking it to Swerve. And Stark says, whose house? Ricky's house. (laughs) And then we see Starks and Hobbs isolating Swerve. Nick tags in on Starks. Swerve's getting his ass kicked right now. Then we see Lee and Starks crashing into the Young Bucks. And we finally get Hobbs in with Lee. 
Big meaty men slapping, slapping the shit meat. out of each other. Big meaty men slapping meat turns women on. Then we see Lee up on the ropes, was going to suplex Hobbs. Then Hobbs frog splashes, gets a two count. Then we see Ricky starts with the cutter on Nick Jackson from the top rope. Then we have Swerve and Matt going at it. We see a super kick from the Young Bucks to Swerve and Lee, which puts Keith Lee on one knee. The Young Bucks super kick starts. The ref gets knocked out because of Hobbs. We see a low blow from the Young Bucks. It was a lot going on in this match. We see the Young Bucks are trying everything to win. They do a BTE trigger on Swerve. Starks comes in and stops the count. Then we see Swerve try to pin Matt, gets a two count. Powerhouse Hobbs begins slamming everybody. We see Starks with a spear on Swerve. We see Keith Lee hits the Young Bucks with one of their shoes. We see Swerve pin, tries to pin Starks, or Swerve pin Starks, and Lee and Swerve get the win. And I was happy as fuck. Uh, nobody's seen this coming. Um, a lot of people bitched about this match because they said it was too much going on. The ref didn't really have control, which is kind of like an ongoing criticism of AEW. Like their refs just let everything fly. Well, because they don't want disqualifications and countouts because they get boring. Well, I do agree with that. Um, somebody said that Swerve wasn't the legal man, or he didn't pin the legal man. There was uh, a whole bunch of shit about that, and it okay, came out so on Twitter that... The, hold on. It came out on Twitter, and the boss man was like, ref's decision is final. He said they won, they win. Here's the thing. Who fucking cares? The IWC. Well, the IWC is something else anyways. And that's a conversation for a fucking another day. But yeah, um, I was happy Keith Lee won and Swerve. So, uh, but Keith Lee's supremacy and also Keith Lee dominance may bore fans. So can we talk about the picture that was floating around the internet, Twitter, after this match and after Dynamite went off? Uh, No, let's go to Rampage. We're going to talk about this picture. So there was a picture going around that showed TK laying on the stage, congratulating Swerve and Lee. And he was kind of like laying near the grill of the stage, like where the pyros come up through. Can I say, I have some holes that he can stick oh, his God. meat in. <laughs> Just offering. <laughs> I 
Moving the rampage. We're not done with dynamite. You got to do your top five moments from dynamite. Oh God. Keith Lee winning, Swerve winning, Keith Lee winning, Swerve winning, Keith Lee winning. That's not how it works, but okay. Um, my top five. Number five was the Takesha Moxley match. Number four, the Claudio Hager match. Number three, Dan Housing deciding not to curse Wardlow. Number two, the Chris Jericho promo. And number one, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickling, your new AEW Tag Team Champions. I only have one because there was only one thing I cared about from Dynamite, and that was Keith Lee and Swerve winning the tag titles. Yeah. So we're going to move on to Rampage for July 15th. Did you know that is that this is the fiftieth episode of Rampage? And guess what? Rampage had the best wrestling return of all time. Did it though? Yep, in Chicago on August twenty first, twenty twenty one. Which I fucking missed because I was at a football game. Sounds like a personal problem. So can I get into the matches? So we start off with the House of Black, Malachi Black and Brody King versus Dark Orders, John Silver and Alex Reynolds. We see Black and Reynolds starting the match off, Black getting rough with Reynolds, King with the tag, Reynolds ducks a chop. Then we see Johnny Hungy come in with Brody King. Silver gets King down, but he gets right back up. I mean, Brody King's a big dude to keep down. Reynolds and uh, Johnny Hunky is number four in the rankings for the tag division. I put, I thought this would be a squash match for the House of Black. We see Malachi comes in, breaks up a pin. And then Brody King gets the pin on Reynolds. And as the House of Black is going up the ramp, Darby Allen from top of the tunnel takes out Brody King. That's a high Darby. Then we see Black coming back to help and meet Sting at the top of the ramp. Both start to walk away. Then they turn back towards each other. Then walk away while Darby and King are fighting somewhere in the crowd. <laughs> Your thoughts on the match? As you said, thought it was going to be a squash match. It wasn't. It was a pretty decent match. Uh, Johnny Hungy is that guy, and Johnny Hungy deserves a title. I love me some Johnny Hungy. Like, I can't wait for tomorrow at 12 when BTE drops. That's like the highlight of my Monday. Uh, Johnny Hunky's amazing. Oh, speak, speaking of highlights, I finally bought a, uh, um, shit. No, I didn't buy a shit. Yeah? Um, How much does shit cost you? Shit is free. Um, no. I bought, um, a wall mount for the TV to hang my TV on the wall now. Nice. Yeah. 
So our next match is Lee Moriarty versus Jonathan Gresham for the ROH World Championship. <laughs> Last time Gresham's defending it. But no, he defends it at the pay-per-view. Second the last time he's defending it. And we have Caprice on commentary and said that Gresham hasn't returned his calls. Jericho says, I wouldn't return your calls either. Caprice goes, I don't want your number and don't want yours. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like the little bickering back and forth between Caprice and Jericho. The Ring of Honor commentary team is amazing. Oh, yeah, they were really good at the pay-per-view last night. So the Code of Honor is observed. Moriarty took Gresham down. We see Gresham sent into the rail. They go back in the ring. Gresham with some offense. Gresham, Gresham is giving up height to Moriarty. Both look equal in strength. I put Gresham very good technical wrestler. Whiny bitch, but good technical wrestler. It was a good back and forth between the two. This match had been very good so far. And then we see Moriarty finally taps and Gresham retains his title. And then we get a great promo from Gresham. Then Claudio's music hits. I get so happy when this music hits. It just really makes me happy. Um, I put Gresham Claudio question mark. And yeah, now we get Gresham and Claudio at Death Before Dishonor. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on the match? Uh, it was a fun match. Uh, you knew that Gresham was gonna win, but other than that, it was a pretty solid match. Next, we get Chris Statlander and Athena versus the Renegade Twins. We see drop kicks by Statlander and Athena. Athena gets the pin. Uh, then we see Hogan and Jade come out and take out Statlander and Athena. And yeah, uh, really nothing much to talk about in that match. Yeah, that was basically just we got to get the women on TV so the IWC don't bitch about AEW not using women. But then we get anyways. Yeah, then we get a gun club promo, and we see Billy Gunn says everybody loves the acclaim, but Doctor Ass has to drop the hammer. The acclaim come out, no mic. I went, what the fuck. Then Billy says, I know how we can settle this. I put, go separate ways. Scissor me, daddy ass. (laughs) And then we see Bowens with a kick to Billy Gunn. And then Austin and Colton attack. And then we hear Chris Jericho on commentary. Says, daddy ass lands on his ass. I did not catch that line. Mm-hmm. And then finally Platinum Max gets the mic. 
So we see some tension growing there. And then our final match for Rampage, we get Private Party versus the Lucha Brothers. I put Andrade looking good. He always <laughs> looks good. We see Jose the assistant who is not a fan of mine because I keep telling him he needs to have a match with Alex. And now he has made it to the point where I keep telling him he needs to have a cage match. And now I think I'm going to tell him it needs to be a barbed wire cage match. Yeah. <laughs> with Alex. So we see Jose holding the stolen mask of both Ray Phoenix and Penta Oscura. I put, I like private party. We see Penta in Private Party's corner. They've kind of isolated Penta. Then finally, Penta and Phoenix with kicks to Private Party. We see Private Party flying to take out the Lucha Bros. Then we see Phoenix with a cutter, gets a two count. Private Party looking good so far in the match. We see Penta gets isolated by Private Party. Private Party does a little showboating a little too much. Then we see Penta finally makes the tag to Phoenix. Phoenix with chops on Cassidy. We see Cassidy gets a two count. I said match has been very good. Alex, Jose, yes. And then we see Roosh come in to try to help Private Party. But somehow that gets screwed up and Phoenix gets the pin. <laughs> and... When we do our ROH pay-per-view, we're we going to talk about some Roosh. Ooh, oh, yeah. Oh, God. No, not like that. I, I need to talk about his wrestling skills. Oh, they're fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, I need to see some gold on him. Mm -hmm. I don't care if him and Andre, uh, Andrade win the tag belts. He wins the TNT. I mean, I like to see him go up against Wardlow. Big meaty yeah. men slapping meat. Can never go wrong with big meaty men slapping meat. No, no, you can't. I mean, big meaty men can slap meat in my panties. Motherfucker. <laughs> so then we're going to move on to Dynamite. For July 20th, and this happens to be Fighter Fest Week 2. Shark Week Edition. Shark Week Edition. Isn't it funny as hell that The Rock is the main guy for Shark Week? And it looked like The Rock was watching AEW when they were doing the side by the picture in picture. <laughs> People were on Twitter be like, even The Rock likes AEW. <laughs> So, let's get into Dynamite from the 20th. We start off with Brody King versus Darby Allen. Brody King throws Darby Allen into the rail. Darby pushes Brody into the ring post. We see King kicking Darby's ass. Darby bounces off King. King swings Darby by his damn belt loops halfway across the fucking ring. Brody King is a strong mofo. Yeah, that's one dude who I don't want to piss off. No, 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 no. Brody King needs to be on my side. 
uh, he's kind of he's in like the Wardlow part, the Keith Lee, etc. Yeah, you want to be standing on the ring across from from. Yeah, you want them on your team. <laughs> you want to be on his side of the ring, supporting <laughs> him. Yes, we need to be on the same page. I put Darby has had very little offense. Then we see Darby using his belt that he to take King off his feet. Now he begins to take it to King. Then we see Brody King with the sleeper. Darby gets out. King chops Darby. King with the sleeper again on Darby, like from the Rumble match. I forgot what they called it. Darby beats the non-count. And then we see Brody King with the pin. I put, what a fucking match. Oh, it's a great match. Then Sting comes out. Sting is going for his move. Lights out. Face to face with Black. Black with Mist to Sting. Then King with the sleeper. On Sting. And then the Redeemer music hits. And Miro comes out. Stops House of Black. Miro makes his way to the ring. Stops short. Crowd chanting Miro. And you see a patch over Miro's eye. It's from the mist. Yes. So is Miro going to join House of Black? Or is he going to beat up House of Black? Beat up House of Black and Steam's going to join House of Black. Wow, now that would be a fucking swerve. We need a Sting heel run before he retires. I mean, yeah, the dude's probably going to retire soon. He is 62. So, heel Sting run with the House of Black. Then, boom. Then we get a Starks promo. I didn't write anything for it because, you know, it's Ricky Starks, so his promos are always hot. And he ain't bad on the Oz. <laughs> um, then our next match is the best friends with Orange Cassidy versus Wheeler Yuta and John Moxley with William Regal. I put the 70s called and wants their jackets back. Hey, don't shame on the tie-dye. Don't throw shit on the tie-dye. The 70s called and want their jackets back. This is 70s logo type beat. The 70s called and want their sweatshirt back. Okay, now I'll send it back to the 70s and I'll go along with it. I mean, the 70s music was pretty cool because I like disco music. Then you can listen to ABBA. And Matt's favorite, Mamma Mia. ABBA is made. According to Matt, they are. Well, me and Matt agree. ABBA is mid. He was not a fan of the ABBA music in Mamma Mia, the musical. I'm just... I like, like, two ABBA songs. The rest, they're just kind of bad. ABBA is awesome. All right. I put, I need a Wheeler Yuta tea, which I just ordered yesterday. (laughs) Then we get Orange Cassidy and William Regal on commentary. And we see Moxley and Trent Beretta starting off. Then Beretta tags Taylor. Mox tags Yuta. 
and we see Trent. I put something hits. They exchange punches. I can't even read my own writing anymore. We see Wheeler take, taking it to Trent. There's some there, there's some heat between them, Yuta and Trent. They don't like each other. Yeah. Then we see Trent being restrained by Chuck Taylor. And then Yuta cheap shots Chucky T. Then we see Taylor taking it to Yuta outside. Mox chases Taylor. Then we see the best friends beating up poor Wheeler Yuta. They have Yuta isolated from Moxley. And then we it goes to the back and we see Daniel Garcia watching on a monitor. Yuta makes the tag. I put, yes, Moxley is stomping Trent's face in. I am not a fan of Trent Beretta. I then don't we think see, a lot of people are. Then we see Chuck Taylor with a power, drive, power driver on Mox. Then we see Trent do a power driver on Yuta. Yuta kicks out. Everyone is down in the ring. We see Yuta with the front guillotine. And Yuta uses some move. I wrote it down, but I can't read my writing. And he gets the pin on Chuck Taylor. Your thoughts on the match? That was a fun tag team match. Uh, Wheeler Yuta's amazing. John Moxley's amazing. Trent Beretta, I could give two shits about. And Chuck Taylor is also very funny. I do kind of like Chuck E.D. And then we get a video package for the ROH pay-per-view. So for all you people that bitch about video packages in AEW, there's your fucking video package. Our next segment, we get the celebration of the tag team champions, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. I put the tag belts look good on Swerve and Lee. My next note, have cake, champagne. Someone's getting cake in the face. Yep. Then I put Swerve's jacket is giving me Michael Jackson beat it vibes. <laughs> and then we see Smart Mark Sterling coming out with Tony Nese. The people against Swerve is almost complete, he says. And then he goes to Kevin Gates, who he tries to get to sign this petition. I guess Gates is a friend of Swerve Strickland's. And Kevin Gates does a right hand to Tony Nese's jaw. Ouch. And then we see Swerve Strickland with the cake. And who gets the cake in the face? None other than Mark Sterling. And I believe this is like the second time poor Mark Sterling has had cake in the face. <laughs> and the best part was, if you paid attention after Sterling had the cake in the face and you've seen Keith Lee walking behind him and the face that Keith Lee made that is going to be a meme oh yeah most likely so our next match is Christian and Luchasaurus versus the Varsity Blondes jobbers <laughs> And as Christian comes out, we hear Excalibur say, talk about a world-class scumbag. 
Well, damn. Damn, ex Lover. I put not a fan of the varsity blondes. We see Christian and Pillman to start the match. No Christian tags in Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus charges in with a headbutt to Pillman. Then Griff comes in, taking it to Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus double clotheslines both of them. And then Christian covers Pillman to get the pin. So basically, Luchasaurus beats their ass. Christian gets the pin. As it should be. Or as I think it was Excalibur said, uh, Christian is picking up the scraps. Yep. And then we hear some music. And not just any music. We hear Tarzan Boy. Uh, okay, that's enough. We don't want to get copyrighted. Uh, is it Jungle Boy? What the fuck? And it is Jungle Boy. And he's brought the equalizer a chair. And then he brings an even bigger equalizer. Well, then Jungle Boy. Shit, I lost that. Jungle Boy begins to walk to the ring very nonchalant. Like he ain't charging the ring. He's just kind of taking his sweet little time walking to the ring, dragging his little chair because that's what little boys do since he is Jungle Boy. And he's stopped by Luchasaurus. And then Luchasaurus just moves aside and Jungle Boy jumps in the ring. And then he begins chasing Christian through the crowd to the point where if you paid attention, Jungle Boy had to slow down so he wouldn't catch up with Christian. <laughs> I mean, Christian, you're getting old in your old age. You slow it down there some, son. Yeah. So your thoughts? Jungle Boy is back, and that's all I care about because I get to hear Tarzan Boy every week again now. I may or may not have that song today. Next, we get an Ass Boys promo. And we're going to get Austin and Max Caster in a rap battle. Winner gets to pick a stipulation for a match in the future. Rap battle, woo. Anyways, moving on. I mean, this ain't 8 Mile. No, because it doesn't have to deal with Eminem. I mean, even though Austin Gunn wants to be like the smaller version of Eminem. Our next match features the FTW Championship. And we have Cole Carter versus Ricky Starks. Isn't it funny that two weeks ago he got fed to the fishes and his debut in a different company is him? On a show about fishes? I mean, I got some fish for some poles. <laughs> that is kind of funny, though. Like, he was on one brand and then shows up on the other brand, like, two <laughs> weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I thought in that yeah, 30 days. Maybe he doesn't. I know that. I put Carter looking good in the ring. We see Ricky doing his walking the top rope. Then we see a spear by Starks. 
He gets the pin. And then Starks wants another challenger. And Danhausen comes out and says he accepts. And Stark says, next week. So next week, we're going to get Danhausen versus Starks for the FTW championship. No, we're not. No? Danhausen has a hook up his sleeve. Huh? We'll see. We'll see. Then next we get an FTR promo. The crowd chanting FTR. FTR is making it personal. Dax begins to tell a story about his daughter. But doesn't come out and say it's his daughter at first. But I figured that out because, you know, I'm that damn good. Well, if you pay attention to Dax's career, you know it would be about his daughter. But you know, there are certain people that I listen to on Wednesday nights and Friday nights that don't pay attention to shit like that. Well, okay. But they're, stop listening wrestling, to but they're supposed to be wrestling journalists. Well, they're fucking not. I'm more of a journalist than they are. Then we Anywho, get, moving on. Then we get a Jay Lethal promo, and then we see Christopher Daniels comes out and says he will be in the ring at Rampage. Then we get our typical non-30 women's match, which features Willow Nightingale and Athena versus Jay Cargill and Kiera Hogan. And Stokely says that Chris Statlander has been banned from ringside. Man, I like Stokely, but why do you have to ban Chris Statlander from ringside? So he don't get hit in the head again. But then don't have a big ass head. And we see Jade and Athena starting off. Jay tags in Kiera. I said, I like Willow, but I'm not impressed with some of her tactics. Like, I think her gimmick is too gimmicky, if that makes sense. Well, she is a baby face. Like, she is the Ring of Honor baby face for once. I mean, I get that. I get that. I just think it's a little too gimmicky, maybe. And she's also over as fuck with this gimmick. I'm not saying that I don't like her because I do. I'm just saying I think her she could tone it down a little bit, maybe. I don't know. That's just my opinion. And the opinions are like buttholes. Everybody got them. Uh, then we see Willow takes out Jade and Kiera outside the ring. We see Kiera isolated as Athena and Willow tag in and out. We finally see Kiera mounting some offense. Then we see Jade in the ring. She begins to take it to Athena. Jade and uh, Kira have Athena isolated. Then we see Athena exchanging blows with Jade. Stokely gets in the face of Athena. She She pushes Stokely. Jade with a kick to Athena, who goes into the stairs. And Jade gets the pin on Will. Or Jade pins Willow for the win. 
your thoughts on the match? Uh, it was a pretty solid match. Um, I don't think Athena is going to be the one to beat Jade's undefeated streak. But we'll get into that another day. Then we get a Thunderstorm promo. And Thunder Rosa will defend her women's title next week on Dynamite against some Japanese wrestler who beat her in Japan to earn a shot at this title. And she's getting interrupted by Britt and Jamie Hayter. And then we're going to get Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa on Rampage. No, they didn't wrestle Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa. It's just two random people. Yeah. I said, are we going to get them on Rampage? No. Then we get our main event, which is Chris Jericho as the Painmaker versus Eddie Kingston in a barbed wire everywhere match. I put give me some blood. This match was fun. Then we see the members of the Jericho Appreciation Society going in the shark cage. And I was not the only one noticing that Sammy Guevara and the cunt whore Tay Conte being missing. So as soon as I did not see them being put in the shark cage, I was like, yep, they're interfering. Fuck this. I did love the entrance of the Paymaker. I like Kingston's shirt. And as poor Justin Roberts was trying to introduce poor Eddie Kingston, grabs the mic that has Bob wire on it and begins to hit Chris Jericho with it. Good. And he already has Jericho bleeding. And we see Jericho flips Kingston onto a barbed wire table. Jericho was on the top rope. Kingston kicks him down. And I put Jericho just got some sliced balls in Wiener. Then we see Kingston suplex Jericho onto a barbed wire table outside the ring. And then we see Tay Conti comes down and attacks Ruby Soho, who was in charge of the shark cage. And then Anna Jay comes down and Anna Jay knocks out Ruby. And then we see Anna Jay laying down the shark cage and Tay with the key. Um, first of all, does the bitch not know how to use a key to unlock a lock? I don't know. Don't ask me. I mean, she your girl. I don't know what goes on in her mind. I mean, to the point where the bitch couldn't even get the cage unlocked and some of the JAS was sliding through the bars. Yeah, if they were skinny enough, why didn't they just go out in the first place? Well, I mean, the cage was kind of hanging above the audience, so. Okay, and? So they're going to slide out of the bars and jump down on the audience? Fuck yeah. Fuck it. Uh, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. 
No. So what you do is like you put people you don't use there as wrestlers. Like you put. Oh, you the, mean the fake security? Yeah. So we see here for next the, time. The Jericho Appreciation Society is out of the cage now. The crowd is booing as they begin to attack Eddie Kingston. And then we see Ortiz and some members of the BCC come down. Ortiz cracks Jericho with something. It was like a sock with something in it. Then we see Kingston with a chair. Jericho gets hit with the chair. Kingston with a two count. Then Kingston puts the stretch on Jericho. And then we see Sammy with a kick to Kingston. And then we see Kingston into Jericho's arm, which is wrapped in barbed wire. Jericho gets the pin. And then we see Kingston throw Jericho into the barbed wire spider web. And it went off the air. But if you went on Twitter, you could see how well Chris Jericho sold that shit. Yeah, they bring out the stretcher. And that was Dynamite. Pretty solid, if you ask me. Yeah. My top five moments was Mark Sterling taking taking cake to the face. The best friends versus Yuta Moxley. Kingston Jericho match, the return of Jungle Boy, and the Brody King Darby Allen match. Uh, my top five. A uh, number one's the barbed wire death match because I'm a chaos of, I'm an agent of chaos. And guess what? I love well, chaos. Well, of course you would be an agent of chaos if your mother is the queen of chaos. Um, four or uh, two. I don't know. I don't have a second one. Uh, three, Mark Sterling getting pie to the face or cake to the face. Uh, four. You know whose pie that my pie could go to their face? I don't have a fourth. Uh, five, Brody King versus Darby Allen. You just totally ignored my comment, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Anyways, on the rampage. What an asshole kid. <laughs> Damn. So we're going to move on to Rampage for July 22nd. And bear with me because, like, my writing is kind of sloppy. So I'm going to have to figure out what I mean. So we're going to start off with Hangman Adam Page. God, shoot me now. With Johnny Hungy versus the Butcher and the Blade. And we see Johnny's Hungy goes after the Butcher and Blade. And we see Butcher and Blade have Silver isolated. Then we see Silver Slab's Blade and tags in Hangman. Excuse me. It tags in Hangman. Then we see Hangman Adam Page taking it to the Blade. The Butcher beating Hangman outside the ring. We see Blade with the tag. Blade is busted open. I didn't figure out where he got busted open at. And Hangman and Silver get the win. What's a fun match to open up Rampage? 
No, no, it wasn't because I had to fucking. You just don't like Hangman and a page. (laughs) Anyways, what happened next? And then we get a Claudio promo, and he's talking about his match with Jonathan Gresham at the Ring of Honor pay per view. And in my notes, I wrote, why does and I know I'm going to butcher his last name. Why does Castanoli sound like, sound like some kind of pasta dish? Okay, in so par- I'm not the only one who thinks that. In parentheses, I put, I'm going to make something and start calling it that. <laughs> this is so the we're going to have a dish called the Castanoli, or however you pronounce his name. I know I butchered the fuck out of that. I'm going to have to go listen to Excalibur pronounce that several times. Then we get a Wardlow promo. Big meaty man. Whew. fine as hell. God. And he says he will beat the shit out of any locker room. Yeah, I don't blame him. Because a lot of the locker rooms deserve to be... Uh... Beat the fuck up by Wardlow. Then we get Dante Martin versus Lee Moriarty. As put, they match up well. They were countering each other's move. Martin off the top ropes, kicks Moriarty, sends him through the ropes. Then we see Martin with a side headlock. Then we see Stokely walking out. And he's watching Lee Moriarty. And as Moriarty is doing good in the ring, we see Stokely clapping. We see Lee Moriarty gets the pin, but he was holding on to the rope. Then we see Matt Seidel grab the mic and ask him if that's how he wins. And Lee Moriarty gives us a a great meme with the who me? And Seidel issues a challenge for next Friday, teacher versus student. Uh, thought the match was fine. Um, but hey, sometimes you need to win one way. And guess what? Sometimes that way is cheating. Just don't get caught. which Moriarty didn't get caught by the ref because the ref counted the one, two, three. So could we see a Lee Moriarty hill turn and he become bad? Uh, maybe. Next, we get Britt and Jamie versus Sky Blue and some jobber I'll put. Uh, did not focus on this match. Jamie Hader was in it, and Jamie Hader won, and that's all I cared about. You were looking at Jamie Hader's ass. I was watching Jamie Hader be the best woman wrestler on the planet. I can't argue that point, because she's really good. We see Rebel come out with a sandbag. And... JR noted that Britt and Jamie have not won a tag match together. 
can't say that now. So we see Sky Blue versus Britt. And we see Britt with a kick to the head of Sky Blue. Then Jamie Hayter is in. But then we see Britt with a blonde tag. And then we see Sky Blue fighting back. And Sky Blue finally makes the tag. Britt and Jamie get the win. I mean, to me, it was just a typical women's match. I wasn't really impressed with it. I guess I'm doing the podcast by myself now. I was reading something. You're supposed to be paying attention to me, not oh, your phone. Sorry, I was reading something about wrestling. So next we get a rap battle between Austin Gunn and Max Caster. So Austin Gunn is first, and he makes a comment or a reference about Bobby Lashley's sister. I put, not too bad. Caster is awesome. And then we see the Acclaim win the rap battle, and there's chaos in the ring. Um, My opinion, Matt Caster could have gone two times better. And therefore, the gun club wins. Yeah, I wasn't really impressed with Caster's rap lines. Like, they wouldn't anything like you would ooh and ah about like he normally does. Like, Like, I thought Austin Gunn was better. Oh, yeah. Austin? He brought up that Matt Caster and Chris Statlander used to date. Had a good line about that. And talked said, about Anthony Bowen's sexuality. Said that John Cena wants his gimmick back. So. The gun club should have won. So. Moving on, we get Jay Lethal versus Chris uh, Christopher Daniels. I like Hill Lethal, I put. We see Lethal with a quick start. Then we see Chris Daniels stunning Lethal. Lethal now taking it to Christopher Daniels. Then we see Sanjay stomping Christopher Daniels outside the ring. And we get a nice knee from Christopher Daniels on Lethal. Then he begins to take it to Lethal. He gets a two count. We see Jay Lethal with the Lethal injection and gets the win. And then we see uh, Satnam Singh slams Christopher Daniels outside the ring, and Jay Lethal puts the sleep puts Samoa Joe's sleeper hold on him. And that's how Rampage ends. And that is how Rampage ends. Uh, so Thursday night, I took a nap. I didn't wake up till like nine o'clock. When I woke up, I thought it was Friday. I'm like, oh fuck, I'm missing Grandpage. <laughs> That's what happens when you fuck up your sleep schedule. So yeah. Um That was funny. But yeah. I didn't miss Rampage. Thank God I didn't no. miss Rampage because Rampage was 
really good. It I was mean, decent. If, if you had missed it, I have it on the DVR. I could have just called you on the iPad and set the iPad up at the TV and you could watch it. I could have watched it other ways as well. Yeah. But, anywho, I think that's all for wrestling this week. Um, or for AEW. Yeah, I was going to say, that's all we have for AEW right now. We've caught up because he wanted to to save the week before and do them together since it was Fighter Fest. Uh-huh. The matches for Dynamite this upcoming Wednesday, they look to be on fire. Yep. And let's see. There's nothing else. No, I can't think of anything. So, remember to follow us on Twitter, YouTube at The Mid Podcast. Check out our merch at themidpodcast.com. Go over to patreon.com. Pick you out a tier. Um, I'm going to try to talk Brendan into putting the recording of us up on Patreon so you can see his facial expressions when I drop my sexual oh references. God. So if you want to see Brendan's face as his mom talks about sex, you will have to pay for those on the Patreon. <laughs> oh, God. And they're going to be awesome. We'll be back sometime tomorrow. We're going to do um, a random shit Marvel. episode. Um, and we're going to do a Marvel. And maybe Wednesday... We'll have to see what you you got to go to Indianapolis Wednesday, don't you? I guess I don't fucking know. I can't remember what day it was. I don't know what the fuck is going on with that. So I'm out of the loop, and I'm the one who's supposed to be going. Isn't that funny? Yeah, that's the way it works sometimes. Um, maybe Tuesday we'll drop our Ring of Honor pay per view. Um, podcast reviewing that because it was a kick-ass pay-per-view. That it was. And we'll try to get back on some kind of normal schedule. Because my producer has been a little slack. Yeah, well, I've also been dealing with stuff. Well, I have too, but I keep asking you to record because it's like my escape from the stuff I'm dealing with and you never want to do it. Well, we did it today, so. Yeah, and I have homework that's due by 11.59 tonight that's not going to fucking get done because of this. Okay, well, then go get it done. It's, it ain't going to be in on time. It'll just be late. It'll get done tomorrow. They know I'm the queen of late. I turn in all my shit late. Anywho. Anyhow. We'll be back. With. Our thoughts and. Comments on AEW for this upcoming week. Oh Brendan. I know what we forgot to talk about. What? The Savage. Twitter. Tweet. Of the week. 
uh, TK saying he's the longest tenured CEO of pro wrestling. Yeah, it's funny as fuck. And how the IWC went fucking ballistic over it. Because they don't know how to take a joke. They need to learn how to take a joke like they take pussy and penises. Well, they don't. But anyways. I mean, the man is savage on Twitter. Anyways. But I mean, I could run his Twitter account and be a lot more savage than him. Because I could make a fucking person curl up in the fetal position and cry. Anyways, it's the end of this episode. We'll see you sometime later. We'll be back on Monday, tomorrow. <laughs> Less than an hour. Depends it's 11, 18 tonight, so like 40-some minutes. It'll be Monday. But, okay. Goodbye. So we hope you enjoy this episode of our Talking wrestling. And like we always say on the mid podcast, because you're mid and we know it, we are mid out. Goodbye, internet. <laughs>